0: This show contains strong language and sexual content. If you're a minor looking for information or help without all the grown-up stuff, visit MyGayAgendaPodcast.com for resources. This episode contains discussion of family difficulties related to coming out, racism in and out of the queer community, fantasy violence, and snakes. It also contains discussion about the LGBTQIA community, but you probably figured that out already. It's right in the title. Monday we're super gay Tuesday is also gay Wednesday is still pretty gay And Thursday I have a night class Friday we continue to be gay
1: And welcome to My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast where we interview the queer community and plan our world domination. My name is Jay.
0: My name is CJ, and we are your co-conspirators in trying to figure out whatever it is that cishap people think it is we're doing. Oh, but CJ, what's on the buy schedule for today? They're as reliable as they come, and if you don't believe me, you can check their Twitter handle. We're talking with Eli today. Hello. And then we're going to play a game. How are you doing, Eli?
2: I am pretty good. Uh, it's a good day today in where I'm at, so.
0: Oh, beautiful. Not, not anywhere else, just where you're just at. Just where I'm
2: right? at. Everywhere else, too bad.
0: <laughs> oh, I'd buy that. <laughs> mm. Though that sounds like the setup for a WandaVision-esque scenario. Mm. So, like, real pros and cons there. <laughs> pros. It's really nice. Cons. You might be getting trapped or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure what happened in that show when I watched <laughs> the 50, whole 50. thing. <laughs> uh, so tell us a little about you, Eli.
2: Well, I'm Eli. I uh, use they pronouns. I am a TTRPG player, GM, streamer, podcaster, interviewee, all all the stuffs. Um, <laughs> I have been doing that for about a year and a half now. Um, And outside of that, my, like, full-time job is I'm a chemist at a uh, water treatment organization, so.
0: Cool. Wow.
2: Yeah.
1: That's really neat.
2: Yeah, I love it. I I love everything that I do, and I'm glad to be at a point in my life that that is actually the case.
1: (laughs) That is uh, to be
0: applauded. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's true. Uh, So, Eli, want to lead us on your queer journey?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I grew up in Georgia, um, in a part of Georgia that is called the Bible Belt, which uh, has Mm. its own assumptions associated with it. Um, (laughs) Right. I... Being gay was something that I sort of always knew, but I always was like, oh, no, everyone feels this way when they look at other guys. It's fine. I'll just <laughs> I'll be really good friends with a woman and everything will be good. Um, fast forward to college. That was not the case. Um,
0: <laughs> Whoa, what? what?
2: <laughs> plot twist.
0: Um,
2: freshman year of college uh, was really rough in a lot of aspects. Um this was my first time, like, being out by myself. I was three hours away from home, which was a perk. And also not just because I was in unfamiliar territory, but I was away from a lot of the stuff that I had to deal with at home. Um, right. And somewhere in all of the mess that was fre- freshman year, I ended up downloading a dating app and saying that I was looking for guys. And it just sort of, like, unraveled from there. Um I was, I was, like, trying not to show my face or anything at first. And then, like, something happened. Um, essentially, my freshman year, I was not doing well in my classes at all whatsoever. And I was going to that summer take um, some classes to catch back up. Uh, but some stuff happened with my family, and I had to go back home. And I uh, made... <laughs> I say it's a mistake. It's not a mistake. It, like, led me to today, but at the time I was like, this is a mistake, I shouldn't have done this. I um opened the dating app while I was at home. And lo and behold, um (laughs) so my dad at the time was an elder at the church that they were attending. And like our family and the uh, the families of the other elders were like all very close, all knew each other very well. And on the dating app, I saw one of the other, like, kids from one of the other families of, like, the elders or whatever from the church. And I was like, um, this is not good. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) I immediately message him and I'm like, hey, I don't even know what I'm doing on here. Uh, Please don't tell anyone that I'm here. No one knows that I'm here. I'm not supposed to be here. Um,
0: Just like oh oh I uh, is this not Facebook? Damn, damn it! I thought this was Facebook. The icons look
2: similar. Oh man. So, I've been
0: chatting with so many people, I thought this was the social network that Andrew Garfield made a film about. Oh, damn. <laughs> you know, I,
1: I thought this new Candy Crush seemed weird.
2: <laughs> so I messaged them that, and they messaged me back immediately, and they were like, hey, it's fine, no worries. If you ever want to talk about it, like, just let me know. Because, of course, they know, like you know you're supposed to be on here. Don't, don't even play with me. But they're playing along... Um, just for the sake of my sanity. Um, right. Yeah. So I end up going to grab coffee with them and talking about everything. Later that summer, I come out to myself and my friends from back home. I hadn't come out to my family yet because I knew that was going to be a whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. And then I went back to college for sophomore year and started slowly coming out to people. Um but the problem with me is, and this is when I should have known that I have impulse control issues, um, <laughs> it's like I told one person and the reaction was not terrible. And I was like, oh, I can just start telling everybody. Mm. <laughs> and like, I got a lot of not terrible reactions. I got one in that first like round round of people or whatever. um, there was like one reaction that was uh, less than ideal, but things adjusted between me and that person and we were good. Uh, we're still great now today. Um, and I essentially was just like, okay, I'm the original plan was for me not to come out until after college. Cause I was like, I don't need my parents taking away my car or taking me out of school, whatever.
1: Right.
0: Uh,
2: But that November, I just, I don't even know what it was. I just sort of had enough. And I was like, okay, this is, I'm tired of not being like out, out to everyone and having to like explain with every like random comment that comes my way. So we're just going to bite the bullet. Um, So I came out to my parents in an email. Um, They did not appreciate the email. Uh, They didn't appreciate (laughs) that I came out either, but they wanted to focus on the email. So I gave that to them. Um, (laughs)
0: Like they were upset that... You sent it via email or the email itself, they're like, I don't appreciate the formatting here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they they were upset that I came out over an email.
1: Um, Got it. In a way, that's a great strategy.
2: <laughs> mm, yeah. And it's one that my parents have employed on multiple occasions of just like deflecting from the actual problem that they have with situations. Mm. Um, yep,
0: yep, yep, yep i know a few folks like that Mm.
2: (laughs) so yeah i um it turned into this huge thing uh i got in like this huge argument like the first argument that i'd ever had with like my dad uh where literally like we were going back and forth and i was like i'm not talking about this anymore and i hung up the phone um and i did not speak to him for like a couple weeks i feel like it was and then my mom called uh, a few weeks later, and we were just talking about, like, not normal stuff, but just, like, life stuff, sort of. Just, like, school, and she was giving me updates on stuff back home. And somehow the incident with dad came back up, and then we started arguing, and she was just like, we can continue this conversation when you come home for Thanksgiving. I was like, no, I'm not coming home for Thanksgiving. Um... I'm not dealing with this like I, I'm not going to deal with this anymore like either y'all can like figure this out or like I'm I'm out of here and yeah they threatened to take my car uh and I was not in a good place to not have a car and not have like financial support and all of that stuff and I was like okay yeah. we got to figure something out right now like I'll figure out not having the support of my parents if I need to, but, like, if there's a way right now, we're going to see if there is one. Um, But I also wasn't compromising on, like, I wasn't going to act straight or just not talk about, like, my gay life or whatever around them. So uh, I talked to them again, and they said, you need to come home so that we can have an in-person conversation about all of this stuff, which translated to they wanted to be able to change my mind about things. Um, Mm. and, um, I went home, I had a conversation with them. They realized that I was like sticking to my guns and not, um, I wasn't changing, like no matter what. And I, I knew right from the bat that they were going to be like very stern and they weren't going to come to my side of things. And I was just like, you're just going to have to deal with me, like not accepting what you keep trying to throw at me. Um, right. Yeah. And that was that, um, I, there was, there were several incidents that, like, followed that, but we have tried to stay civil ever since. But at that point, I was literally just like, well, I'm out to everyone right now, so I should, like, I should just be out. I should be out, and gay, and great, and it's fine. And college was college. so Yes. (laughs) So I was dealing with... I was dealing with a fuck ton of stuff, like, from schoolwork to... I had gotten diagnosed with depression and anxiety, and I um, was dealing with stuff with my friends or whatever, and, like, being gay became, like, the least of my worries very quick. Um, mm. It was, like, I, I'm i all of this stuff and gay, but, like, it's, it's not... It wasn't a, like... It wasn't a bad thing at the time, but it also wasn't anything that was, like, bringing me any sense of like joy or anything just because I was like, I'm a gay black guy in the South. And something that I've had to explain to a lot of people um, that are in the LGBT community and outside of the LGBT community is that the concept of intersectionality is actually kind of like awful from time to time. Something that I learned really quick was that I was not going to be accepted in the gay community and I was also not going to be accepted in the black community because of like mm. the the two opposing quote unquote opposing traits or whatever and it became really hard really fast um, and I got to my junior year and I was like I'm not staying in the south uh, after I graduate I refuse and I knew, I knew for a fact that like this was gonna be something that I was gonna have to deal with for my whole life because I wasn't gonna stop being gay, wasn't gonna stop being black, um, and I was just like, I just would rather like have better chances, honestly, um, and like things have been better since I moved to the Pacific Northwest. Um, they're different in ways, uh, and they're in some ways it. There are things that I miss about being in Georgia and being gay, but at the time it was what I needed and it still is what I need. Um because there was just a lot of there was a lot of pain not only dealing with being gay and black but dealing with like my entire life. There was a lot of pain back there that I just like I needed to be able to deal with from a distance. Um mm-hmm. huh. And yeah, so I got to my senior year, I started applying for jobs, I was, I started applying for jobs in like, November before I graduated in May. Um, Most of my friends had planned on going to grad school. So they had already like, sent out applications they had heard back from a lot of places and like they were set to go and everyone was looking at me worried because <laughs> they were right, like yeah you, you can't just like not have a job after all of this stuff like you gotta do something and it was like i know i gotta do something i'm trying to move
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a great idea i'll just go do something <laughs> Yeah. Wow, <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> yeah,
2: it was it was kind of wild trying to like explain to people that like I'm trying and like jobs are just like jobs are weird. Like you can't apply for a job like six months out and expect to get accepted for it. Um, yeah. So I finally got the job that um, I got a job at a university doing something that I had been doing in undergrad. I moved. I started dating finally um i had attempted dating when i was in georgia to no avail and i finally like started dating like concrete like going on dates with people Gotten into my first relationship that was kind of a train wreck um <laughs> but As
0: many first relationships are. yeah
2: absolutely um uh-huh. it was what it was it was bad but it also like we broke up and a few weeks later i was talking to someone and i was like I'm kind of really grateful that it happened because I know that I can feel that now. Like I know that I can Mm -hmm. feel that towards another person and like feel very strongly towards another person because like, I feel like it's one thing to be gay in theory sort of, and like know you're gay and like know you're attracted to guys or whatever, but not being in a relationship, being in a relationship with another person is, it feels different. Um, It's like, okay, this thing that I've been saying this entire time, but we have no physical proof of is true. And not that you need physical proof at all whatsoever. Like your journey is your journey, your labels are your labels. Um, It just, for me, it validated a lot of the stuff that I had been feeling. So that first relationship was a bust. I got back on the horse and like, since then have been constantly getting on the horse and getting knocked off of it. It's <laughs> being gay has been a whole journey. Um, and I thought that like coming out and accepting that I was gay and like all of that other stuff was like the end. And then last summer happened. And I feel like a lot of people went into quarantine one person and came out with another gender. Um, I was yeah. one of those people. <laughs> um,
0: Hey, muzzle talk. Yeah.
2: So, <laughs> I don't even remember, like, how it came up last summer. But, like, I was just in conversation with someone. And I was like, you know, I don't fully identify as a guy. Like, I think I, I do, but I also don't. And, like, it was this super complicated, like, thing that I could never put words to of, like, I I'm I'm not trans. I'm not, like fully non-binary because I still identify with some parts of being a guy just not others like it just doesn't fully mesh with me and I knew like I knew the whole time like there I have like friends who use he they and she they and like that's a valid I knew that was valid but I also have really bad imposter syndrome so I was mm, like cool. that's valid for them but it can't be valid for me like that that, that <laughs> I can't like also like want to use two sets of pronouns and then finally i was just like you know what no i'm using he him and they them pronouns i am non-binary i think at the time i came out i said Dimmy guy which i still partially identify with um because it sort of helps narrow it down for me a little bit but mm-hmm. i am like ultimately non-binary and it was a lot easier than the first coming out because I had weeded out a lot of the problematic people from my life, mm. um, and it was just it was simple. Um, it it just felt right, and I was like, "It felt right. I'm gonna do it, and we're gonna see what happens." And it's been amazing ever since. Like, it's <laughs> it's always weird for me because like in the TTRPG space, like that's fully respected in my experience, it has been, um, I've weeded out, once again, weed out a lot of people who wouldn't respect that stuff. Um, but, um, going to work and, like, dealing with stuff at work or whatever and not having, uh, your they-them pronouns respected is another thing in and of itself. Um, it's, like, I... The first thing that I did when I got my first like full-time job and I like had a company email or whatever is I put made my signature for my email and I had my he, him pronouns right there. And I was like, we're good. We're golden. And then I changed them during that same job and no one ever like questioned me about it or anything at all whatsoever. It was just like everyone was re- referring to me as he all the time. And mm. it just like it wasn't bothersome because he, him is, I I do use he, him pronouns. However, like it was like, I would really appreciate it. If one, one person, one individual would use they, them pronouns when referring to me. And it's, that's still the case. Um, I've had um, another job since that job. And then I'm currently in a different job that I love. And like, it's a super accepting environment and, it's been amazing so far, but I still, like, I'm still he-him to everybody. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: and, like, that's that's a barrier that I'm hoping is soon, like, dealt with. Um, they've been talking a lot about, um, like, they, they just finally started allowing people to identify as non-binary when applying for positions and, like, putting, uh, filling out your paperwork for the company and everything else. It's just very like it's slow going in my opinion um especially because I am in streaming communities I am in uh, friend groups where like it's just automatic like I have I've had friend groups that are just where people are just like hey I'm switching pronouns and we're like cool let's go with these. <laughs> um, and it's yeah. like instant um like pronouns, name changes all of it and it's just it's super like, It's super frustrating when I go to my day job and I'm like, I really wish y'all could like be a little bit faster and like, Mm -hmm. we're, we're this fast and we don't have money. You guys on the other hand. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah, it's been wild, honestly. Like I think back to that summer where I went home and was on that dating app and it feels like. It feels like forever ago. Um, I don't, (laughs) I have trouble sort of remembering things from before that just because, like, a lot of things happened then and a lot of my life really started at that point because I wasn't hiding who I was. I wasn't feeling like I had to be attracted to a certain gender. I wasn't feeling like I had to fit into some, like, Some stereotype or some just like cookie cutter thing. Um, But it's just been, it's been wild and great ever since like I came out that first time and then came out a second time and have done so many things since then. It's just been amazing. So
0: That's wonderful. To that end, things can always be better. So what would you tell (laughs) cishet people for the very last time? And then you never have to hear about it again.
2: I use he, him, and they, them pronouns. Yes. I'm going to say it again. I them? use he, him, and they, them pronouns. Do not come to me when I say this and say, oh, do you ha- prefer one or the over the other? Do you want me to use they, them, or do you want me to use he, him? I'm like, I use he, him, and <laughs> they, them pronouns. It's mind numbing because it it happens every time. Like every time I it comes up, and I'm just like, please, I I'm begging you to just like, to to just read what I'm saying to you and understand what I'm saying because it's not it's not a long sentence. It's not it doesn't have complicated words in it at all whatsoever. It's very simple.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I feel like I I I get confused when. It feels like cis people overcomplicate the concept of interchangeable pronouns, yep. and it's like there are absolutely people for whom, like, there is like a preferred pronoun among their set and stuff like that mm. for sure. Mm-hmm. But the, just the idea that people are fine with more than one pronoun or that they don't care what pronouns being used. Yep. I feel like that is a concept I have to explain over and over and over and over again. Yep. And I'm pulling out like fucking diagrams and <laughs> shit like you see how and, and like I I feel like I explain that shit more than I explain my own pronouns. Yep.
2: It's <laughs> it's 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 awful. It's it's literally like why do I have to do so much work for you to understand this? Like for free. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for no money. I- dream of a day that uh, cis folks can be presented with multiple pronouns and not just be like, ah, an excuse to pick the one that I'm most comfortable with. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yep. hmm <laughs> I have worn multiple pronoun pins to work and been like, look, any of these work. They're all fine. And still like... Pulling teeth to get anything, but she, mm. <laughs> and it's not wrong. I feel you. It's like it's not that it's yeah. wrong, but
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, it's conspicuously God. consistent. Mm.
0: The pronouns are not two caskets presented to you, <laughs> and then you select one. There are options. Use any of them. Add some flavor, mm.
2: <laughs> please.
0: Mm. Please
2: add a they them for some flavor.
0: <laughs> Just a little, a Sprinkle little spice, a little variety. Uh so Eli, what is on your gay agenda?
2: Um, well, like I said, I play and run tabletop RPGs, and one of the things I'm always wanting to do is run and play in more games that appropriately represent marginalized people. Um, I for the first time was in my first like all bimpop table and it was an amazing experience <laughs> um and i just want to create more of that for people i want to create more of those spaces where people feel comfortable being their whole selves um in a tabletop rpg setting and it's something that's very much overlooked in the industry, I wanna say I I will say, and I, I just want it to be more more at the forefront. There is a streamer that I watch um that is starting a I'm pretty sure it's a DD campaign called Death to Divinity. And I'm just like I've literally I would have like when I started playing TTRPGs, this would have like I would have never seen this. And I'm so happy that like it's getting pushed forward, and they have merch, and they're starting, I'm pretty sure, like, this Friday. Obviously not this Friday when you're listening to this, but...
1: Right.
0: <laughs> Pretend it's July for a moment. Pretend.
2: Um, <laughs> but I'm so glad that, like, we're getting that representation of mm. people who have been, like, put in the media as... Uh, I, get, I get super tired of... Like, seeing people that are marginalized in, like, TV shows and in um, movies as just, like, sidekicks or comic relief Mm. and all this other stuff. And I'm just, like, can we just have a story where, like, we are who we are and the story isn't about us fighting other people about who we are. Mm.
0: Um, Yeah.
2: It's, like, I've seen a lot of slavery movies and a lot of racism movies but can I have a film where a black person is just black and is just enjoying their life or like dealing with normal problems and it just it's it's confounding to me that like in 2021 there's still such a like lack of that in TTRB spaces media in general and all of it And I just, I want to fix that. Uh, I want to be an object of change in that that is positive. Um, A friend of mine, RK, has been, um, they're working on a all BIMPOC horror podcast um, that's like TTRPGs and it's an anthology and they're doing different systems every like season or whatever. I'm just like, That is what I want. Um, That's like exactly what I want to see. Uh, I don't do horror like movies or TV shows, but I love me a horror podcast. And Mm. being able to listen to a horror, horror podcast that is made by people like me is like just all the more like it makes it all the more great in my opinion. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That is a wonderful gay agenda item. Yes going write that down and staple it to the capital. By the way, we're writing all these down and stapling it so, to the capital.
1: Uh, just long printout. <laughs> yeah. So just like buckle up. <laughs> like, uh, at least two CVS receipts worth. Oh man.
0: <laughs> yeah. After after four years, we've at least at last breached that second CVS receipt. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, wanna lead us in a game, Jay? Yes. Hello, I'm Jay, your camp counselor. And I thought, uh, well, gee, it's been a while since we've played LGBT D&D on My Gay Agenda. Um, and I believe this is our third time playing it, so it'll be LGBT D&D 3?
2: Ooh. I think.
1: <laughs> LGBT d three? Dungeons and Threes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, by Wizards of the Two. By Wizards of the Two. <laughs> LGBT D&D. Is uh an an improv game disguised as a TTRPG. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine because a lot of TTRPGs are improv games.
2: Yes.
1: Disguised as other things. Uh <laughs> it's it's DD flavored, but we don't have to worry about dice or anything. I got my
0: dice near me just in case. <laughs> but...
1: I've just got a little a little silly. Mini quest, it's sort of like a choose your own adventure style thing here for you. Um, so you can use a pre existing character, you can create one right now. It can be silly, it can be serious. Uh, CJ is not uh, privy to quest creation, so uh, if you want to use them as a sounding board or a party member, I volunteer them for a lot of things on this podcast. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, um, what, whatever
0: whatever you would like me to do uh, for your journey, Eli. <laughs> I'm more than willing
1: to do.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, party member sounds great.
1: <laughs> Fucking sick. All right. Uh, then and then uh, tell me a little bit about this party.
2: <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> the spot.
2: Um. Someone give me an idea, please.
1: <laughs> I can tell you where we're going to start if that's helpful.
2: That does help, actually.
1: All right. This adventure starts in a nightclub. That is nightclub with a K. <laughs> <Yes>. All <right. laughs> love to see it. <laughs> This is the tone we're setting. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: uh, my character is a dwarf. Uh, he has a super duper long beard that he, like... He has it braided, but the problem is, even as it's braided, it's not, like, adjusting enough for the length, and it still drags to the ground, so he sort of throws it over his shoulder from time to time. Yes. Um, <laughs> but he is really young, actually. Uh, he is probably the youngest in his friend group, and is very mature for his age, quote-unquote. Um <laughs> And does not know how to act in a nightclub. Will probably drink way too much. Uh, Will probably um, dance way too hard. But yeah, that's him. His name is uh, Cole.
0: I would absolutely party with Cole. No questions. (laughs) Period. Um, I'm going to say my character's name is Smock. And uh, they are a barbarian. In order to create a sort of Robin Hood and Lil John scenario, <laughs> this, is a, this is a beefy, this is a beefy boy. And just a huge fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: They're
0: a, they're a real uh, Vembo type. I was hoping. I
1: was going to ask.
0: Yes, Natch. Okay. That's like half the characters I play, CBH.
1: Okay, let me just uh, see if I can minimize this window so that I can see you and my notes. That would be <laughs> rad. Uh, yeah, our facial
0: expressions are going to play a huge part in this. Oh, yes. So,
1: <laughs> I like to see. <laughs> uh, all right, so Cole and Smock, you are in a nightclub. It's uh, it's not quite like a rave scene, but there are a lot of colorful lights everywhere, and there's some like mild techno playing. Uh, there is a bar. Uh, at the bar is um, a tabaxi who uh, keeps knocking shot glasses off onto the floor. Um, there is a uh, suspiciously tall and lumpy goblin dancing on the, on the uh, dance floor. And over by the tables, there's someone who seems to be taking a break uh, from the dance floor. It's a high elf, but like a, a really high elf. <laughs> and they need a minute <laughs> uh would you like to do anything or approach any of these figures?
0: I would just like to say that at the moment, Smock is very intently watching somebody who's got those glowing uh uh gloves that you see at raves sometimes <laughs> yes. and they're like waving it in front of Smock's face. It's also worth noting that Smock is entirely sober. Oh. Oh, they're lovely. just mesmerized by their own like there there is absolutely no drugs involved in their mesmeration they're just mesmerized. Straight
1: edge barbarians. <laughs> yes.
2: No, I think um Cole has gone to the bar several times and gotten shots every time. Um so it's it's about that time again to go get another shot um instead of they've been doing rum shots uh but they decide to spice it up with a little bit of tequila which is never a good idea but
0: (laughs) (laughs) i was about to say the escalation
1: there (laughs) okay cole the the tabaxi bartender uh takes mercy and actually hands cole the uh the the cup instead of just knocking it off the bar and and hoping they catch it (laughs) Yeah, yeah, uh, you, you looking- Are you an adventuring type? <laughs> Says the, the, I guess, like, Brooklyn cat bartender. <laughs> um,
2: from time to time, uh, I I, tr- I try to keep my life as lively as possible.
1: I, yeah. Uh, I've got a little bit of a problem that could use some solving. So, like, if you're looking for a job, let me know.
2: How much, uh, how much rum and tequila am I getting for this job? Just uh, between me and you. Give me uh, a number.
1: I don't know. Like three?
2: Three. Three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me consult my associate and uh, see what we can do.
1: Gotcha.
0: <laughs> the adventurous tale of Jay playing a bartender and trying to estimate how much it is that people typically drink.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I go over to Smock and I'm like, "Hey, uh, you, you in there? You, you hypnotized? What what is this?"
0: That was like three questions, but yes.
2: <laughs> okay. Well
0: what's up
2: we we got ourselves a uh client uh that we might need to do some work for if you're up for it.
0: hmm how many sunny d's are involved?
2: I didn't get the estimate on sunny d's. I did get the three rum estimate uh but we can uh we can negotiate out some sunny d's I'm pretty sure pretty
0: sure I love that for me. I'm in. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and smock starts
1: making their way toward the bar.
2: I'm following behind.
1: All right, so uh, so here's the deal. Uh, there's this uh, this group that keeps coming by the bar every week. They're shaking me down, uh, telling me, you know, to pay for insurance. Thing is, I've already paid insurance. I think they're actually threatening me. Mm,
0: a real inevitable rise of Arturo Ui, I see. What? I... <laughs> Smock has <is> read Brecht.
2: <laughs> Cole just looks at you like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> Love a thimbo that reads Brechtian theater. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Vine editor says, uh, yeah, so if, uh, I don't know, you, you you, two look like you could maybe go intimidate them back. I don't know, get them to stop bugging me here at my bar, Maybe. I'll make it for rum. It's the most powerful rum I have. Most poor, powerful rum. Sunny D. Rum. Uh, uh, sure, I can get some of that too. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sounds like something that we can uh, sink our teeth into.
1: Great. All right. So they're in this fortress right down right down the, the road through the woods. You can't miss it. Very large and foreboding. Um, Terrifying skeleton guard out front. You know, the the works. Um, So if you just want to stroll on over there and, I don't know, beat them up, whatever you adventurers do.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Ready for some uh, large and foreboding smock?
0: If you think about it, says Smock, every terrifying guard is a skeleton guard that just has a skin jacket. No. Smock starts walking toward the exit.
1: No! You've left the bartender with a dist- a distressing revelation. <laughs> They're going to have to knock over at least three shot glasses to get over that one.
0: <laughs> they look at their bouncer
1: like, uh... <laughs> <Ooh>. All right. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> outside of the bar. Let's go! Outside of the, the nightclub, um, with a K... Uh, there is a, a a, a wooden, well, a wooden path? That would be a path made of wood. It's a path through the woods, rather. <laughs> <laughs> and for a while it seems like, you know, just like normal woods. You come to a patch where uh, something seems off, but you're just not quite sure what. Hmm, this seemed like normal woods earlier. Now
0: I just don't know.
2: This is, uh, looking a little bit sideways at the moment, but... What's going on here? And I, like, shout out to the woods around me, sort of. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Hey,
1: what's going on here? (laughs) You don't hear a response. Uh, There's a breeze and there's some some loose leaves being, like, you know, strewn about on the the, the path through the woods. Uh, You think you might hear a faint, like, I don't want to say a faint squelching. But unfortunately, I have to. Uh. Alright,
0: that's, right, that's fair.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you can't quite tell where I it's guess. coming from.
0: Can Smock, using probably their last brain cell, <clears throat> make a uh, perception check? Um, Is there a way to do that in this system?
1: <laughs> I, I, if you just tell me like where you're looking, I can tell you what you see. <laughs> smock looks Up? Up? Ah, uh, there's a canopy of trees. Um, occasionally some things seem to, like, fly through, but it seems to be mostly just, like, the woodland creatures. Uh, the sun is shining through, dappling the forest floor. That's not where it's uh, the squelching's coming from, certainly.
0: Smock moves forward, only threatened by threats from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> How
1: far forward are we, t- like, just continuing on? That's a foreboding question. Oh, uh- <laughs> going to say 20 feet,
0: and then you're going to be like, ooh, at 19 feet, it's the bears.
1: (laughs) 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 No, the bears are all back at the nightclub. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) heard. I I think Smock's going to try for 10 feet. I have to think now about how long 10 feet is. Hold on. (laughs) All right. It's like two of you. It's like two of me. All right, yeah, yeah. All right, Cole, you watch as... um, Smock does seem to walk straight into a trap where the ground seems to give way underneath them and they fall into a pit. At least it's not the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I will give I will give you an opportunity to catch onto the side of like on a, the ledge so you don't fall all the way to the bottom of the pit where there are a, a few, a good handful of uh, gelatinous cubes <laughs> just squelching away. I, I do that. I I do that. <laughs>
2: I'm gonna try to help. I use them my up. big
1: strong cans. <laughs> <laughs> you can help them up. Yeah, the trap is revealed. Um, you don't have to do anything about those cubes down there. You can just let them be, or you can handle them. It's up to you. But it's you. You once smock's out of them, you can clearly see where the the pit is delineated.
2: <laughs> I make a note in my head that there is free jello here, uh, and then. I think I'm good.
1: <laughs> a nice little post-adventure treat, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> All right, you continue past past the the Jello Pit, um, <laughs> and you reach a fork a fork in the the path. On the one side, the woods to seem the to giant. get very dark as the trees become more like condensed together. Uh, you think you might see small sets of eyes glowing in in the the. The dark and you see bushes rustling, leaves rustling every now and then. Uh, The other side, the other path where um, on the other side of the fork, um, the trees actually open up a little bit, the canopy, and it's very well lit. Uh, And it seems to be that there are garden gnomes and lawn flamingos strewn through that path, as well as a good amount of uh, coins just sprinkled, just sprinkled. Which way do you go? (laughs)
2: So, uh, we could go towards what presumes to be the theme of the place that we're supposed to be going to. Uh Uh-huh. Or free coin. Mmm. It's 50-50.
0: Smock picks up two rocks and throws them in either direction.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's brilliant.
0: (laughs) smock in one moment of lucidity
1: (laughs) uh the rock that falls onto the darker path uh hits the ground and then several creatures go flying uh from like the bushes across the path they seem to have been a little frightened by the rock but you do see that there are um what seem to be flying serpents really just riddling that side of the the forest the rock that lands in the well lit section uh, lands not too far from a, far from a garden gnome, uh, and you you could swear you think that the garden gnome looks at the rock, but then you blink and it it seems to be just doing its garden gnome stare forward again. Hey,
0: <laughs> we have
1: received much information.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you with the hat, what you doing? Speaking at the Garden Gnome.
0: Smock checks their head. Oh my god. Like they don't remember wearing a hat, but you know.
1: The Garden Gnome doesn't quite sweat, but like, you get the sense that there's some tension there.
0: Smock, putting on their biggest big boy voice, goes, Hat Man!
1: <laughs> why are you? The, the Garden Gnome... <laughs> Falls to the ground, not like it's been, not like not not like someone frightened to their to, to their feet or to their knees, but rather like a garden gnome falling over. <laughs> Somehow more questions than answers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> One path is only the threats of nature, and I feel I can punch a snake. Yes. On the other hand, I'm being. Given much more conflicting information about what I know about garden gnomes, <laughs> that they don't usually sweat, nope. and about coins, like how they're not usually strewn around. Mm-hmm. I choose the nature path. I can punch a snake real good.
2: Real good, yes.
0: Real good. Done it before. We'll do it again. Mm.
2: Several times, actually.
0: Just several times have punched a snake.
1: Does Cole agree with taking the uh, the the, the yeah. serpentine path, so to speak? <laughs> Boo.
2: Cole, Cole is probably like gripping onto uh, Smock's like pant leg or whatever as they're going down it. Cole don't like snakes.
1: <laughs> oh no! All right. Well, as you start walking down the darker path, a bunch of flying serpents do start flying around, and several of them come right at um, Smock who is the taller target here. Uh, one of them, who's not flying, just kind of slithers along the ground and looks at you, Cole. I think
2: I have, like, a small, like, hand axe, but I don't, like, try to hit it. I just point it at it and, like, stay back. Stay, say, go the other way. This is, you don't want me. Go away.
0: A True to true to Smock's word, they're punching snakes left and right <laughs> in the air. Not the one on the ground. They don't see that. That's not <laughs>
1: <laughs> the one on the ground looks at cole's hand axe and then looks up at Smuck punching its brethren and it's just like nah <laughs> it just slithers away <laughs>
2: don't want the <this> smoke
1: no <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll punch your way through uh this this patch of snaky woods um as i always do. and then the tree starts to open up a little bit more and the light starts coming in um And it does seem that there is something ahead of you on on the path. Uh, uh, A cylindrical container glinting in the sun.
0: Smock starts to pick up another rock.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not the forcefulness this time, Smock.
0: Smock gently places (laughs) the rock on the ground.
2: (laughs) I'm going to try to approach it.
1: Uh, it's as the you, worst that could happen. As you get closer, you see that it's a can. Uh, it seems to be labeled uh, fantasy peanut brittle. Smart. Yeah.
2: Not allergic to nuts, are you?
1: Not
0: these type of nuts. <laughs> it's just Brazil nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it said peanut brittle, right? Yeah. Nah, my thing's pistachios. <sighs>
1: I, I like the stress on the brittle part of the peanut brittle question. <laughs> you have to brittle it before I'm
0: not allergic. <laughs>
1: it's just like oh, it's something in the brittle process. It, it says peanut brittle, not peanut pistachios, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a
0: pistachio brittle, right?
2: Yeah. So I uh, I I grab the can. I uh, bring it back to Smock and open it. <laughs>
1: And more flying snakes come out.
2: (laughs) Motherfucker!
0: Smock starts throwing hands left and right. (laughs) At one point,
1: they literally just put out their arms and start spinning. Oh
0: my god. Like
1: a helicopter. At the bottom of the can, once you've punched all the snakes, there does seem to be a singular uh, handful of small pieces of peanut brittle that have been crumbled up. Like, it was probably bigger pieces, but then it was jammed full of snakes, so they broke a lot.
2: (laughs) Cole is now latched to your leg.
0: (laughs) Smock is throwing these uh, peanut brittles back.
1: They are delicious. Phew. (laughs) You get plus one against snakes. (laughs) Um, Now that you've punched a bunch of snakes and eaten some peanut brittle, you do see a large foreboding fortress not too far off in the distance. They said large and foreboding, right? Uh,
2: Yes. Do you see another one in the vicinity that's just foreboding or just large?
0: I thought we passed by a white castle, but I usually only find those foreboding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think this is the one. Pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> Smock starts walking toward the large and foreboding
1: fortress castle. Fortress. Sure. it's castle like oh sure that's smaller are. <laughs> smaller than a castle larger than a cottage <laughs> it's the approximate size of a medieval town it's uh you know I like to think of it like um like a, a town municipal building but, but with some flying buttresses <laughs> great yes let's go beat up some guys. All right, uh well you you approach it and um at the the gate there is in fact uh, a skeleton warrior wearing uh big fur lined boots, a vest with uh studs through it and a horned helmet. Like a like a spirit halloween viking costume this skeleton has. He's holding one of those, one of those, uh, it's not a spear, it's not an axe, it's just a long, long stick with an axe-type blade on it. halberd? Is that the word? All yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> one of those things.
0: Yeah, I, yeah,
1: one of those. One of those.
2: You in charge here?
1: Uh, no, I just work here.
2: Okay, bring your manager out front.
1: Well, uh, d- uh hold, hold on now. Uh, I, I do have a job. I can't let you in unless you solve my riddle. Smuck gets way up in the skeleton uh, person's guard's face and is like, what riddle? Uh, hold on. And the, the skeleton pulls out a smartphone <laughs> and flips through <laughs> his screenshots. Uh, <laughs> it's all riddles.com. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's clearly <laughs> riddles.com. Uh, and then he looks at you and he says, uh, In spring, I look gay, covered in a green array. The warmer it gets, the more clothing I wear. As the cold grows, I throw away my clothes. What am I? Tree. Looks at coal.
0: Tree,
2: tree, tree sounds tree. proper, yeah.
1: Blessed him with confidence, you two, huh? <laughs> I once again get in the skeleton guard's face and I go. Tree. <laughs> The <laughs> skeleton shrugs, steps aside, and starts uh, turning the thing that opens the gate. <laughs> you have solved his riddle. Uh, it's a very, it's easy. he says, it's, you know, I try to go for like a gay tree, but that's just because of the podcast. It is just, you know, one the mill answer is a tree. Right. <laughs> anyway, have fun dealing with them. I,
0: right, right before we leave, I say to the skeleton guard, how much do you make per hour? <laughs>
1: Uh, um, it's less a wages thing and more a necromancy deal.
2: Are you unionized?
1: I'm, I don't, I don't know how necromancy works. I just-
0: I grab, (laughs) I grab their shoulders and look deeply into their eyes and go- Rude. Unions. (laughs) They don't have eyes. (laughs) eyes.
1: I look in their eye holes and go- Unions, they're uncomfortable with that kind of like intimate eye socket contact, but they just kind of nod. <laughs> I I see the discomfort and I break out.
0: I break eye socket contact, <laughs> and I say, uh, but I still go. Unions are good. Oh, okay. Yes. Anyway, if you want to go, know
1: your rights. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna- uh, and I start walking away. I, I'm gonna go get a iced coffee. <laughs> The skeleton starts walking away.
2: Use your 15-minute break, yep. Yeah.
1: You enter the fortress and see um, what seems to be a group of figures uh, all huddled around a table, perhaps, o- looking over some um, evil schemes. There does seem to be a straight pride flag on the wall.
2: Oh, no. Motherfucker. <sighs> okay, so I had... Plans coming in here, but that needs to come down immediately. This is this is not kosher, no.
0: Smock nods and just rips
1: the straight pride flag off of the wall. Using their big hands. The figures all turn to look at you, and you see uh five of the most cishet looking mind flayers you've ever seen. <sighs> Typical. <laughs> I don't know how cishet you find the standard mind flare to look, but these ones look especially <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> I just look at them and go, this flag sucks.
1: No. W- we suck. Brains. And they run at you. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They weren't expecting this and they didn't have any material prepared. You can tell that one really felt on the spot. And it's really coming at you with more gusto to, to recover for the fact that they also thought that was a bad response.
0: <laughs> they're they're coming at us to attack. Yes, yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I take the flag and I curl it up into like a wh- like how how one might do with a towel, mm-hmm. and I just I just whack across the
1: board, hmm. I, or for whoever I can strike who's in strike. Uh, the distance. one that came running at you after saying that that
0: thing Fantastic. about
1: brains uh, y- you get them good across the face they're stunned for a moment uh, two of them look at you Cole and uh, they come at you and then the Where's remaining two are approaching slower with some some magic doings happening in their hands it seems
2: uh, the two that are coming at me I'm going straight for the kneecaps with the axe bringing them down <laughs> to my level
1: you know they uh, they aren't quite expecting that and they try to sort of like <laughs> Reached out. They are very, like, tall, lanky mind flayers, uh, and uh, they, they uh, you get them. They sort of, like, buckle down to their knees, and they kind of reach their tentacles at you. No. <laughs> don't. <laughs> I don't consent to this. This
2: is not. Mm. I, I
0: think I just try to
2: back up, and I'm just like, <laughs> that is not coming anywhere near me. I promise you that. I promise you I will cut those off
1: uh and they they uh they look at you with fury in their eyes and they say you're trying to, to shame us you're well, we I just body shame
2: that's not my mo there's oh, no.
1: nothing wrong with being shy uh, being shy sorry <laughs> no that's it <laughs> that <too. laughs> there's nothing wrong with being shy straight and looking to eat brains
2: um <laughs> if if they continue to come after me i'm i'm chopping off tentacles next
1: Alright, you chop some tentacles and they uh those two faint. <laughs> hmm.
2: That's what I thought.
1: Uh we still <laughs> have uh one of them two of them doing a magic thing and one of them's currently uh stunned in front of Smock. Um S- Smock scoops the stunned one up
0: in the flag and ties off the top like they're running away from home, and just chucks the bag across the room. That'll probably confuse them whenever they wake
1: up. Yeah, you chuck them, and they, they uh, both kind of just... Oh, no, that one in the bag sort of bumps into the two who've been fainted on the floor. It's it, There's almost a, a bowling pin sound as all Perfect. three slide into the wall. Uh, the two doing a magic. Uh, I'm not looking at... Uh, a, another tab with information about my players. (laughs) 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 the two doing a magic shoot uh some sort of psychic blast at you two and you both uh just feel this wave of overwhelming uh straightness hit you you can't help but think about like i don't know this is a notebook, and, um... Oh, God!
2: Cargo shorts.
1: And, and cargo, cargo shorts. Cargo shorts! <laughs> no, yeah, cargo sh- Long cargo pants are okay. <laughs> um, and those wedding toppers where, like, the groom has a ball and chain on their leg. And you take some I, psychic damage.
2: <laughs> I actively gag before I proceed. I'm I'm taking the hand axe, and I'm throwing it. Straight at uh, the chest of one of them.
1: Dang, okay, yeah, it hits. And the other one looks at their friend who just got an axe in the chest and then looks at you and is like, why Why do you always uh attack us just for being straight?
2: The, you attacked me. You tried to make me. You know what? <laughs> 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 I've had about enough of all of this and... There are other people who have had enough of you, too, and that's why we showed up. I was fully complacent just talking to you and trying to get on the same level before any of this uh, mishaps happened, before people lost kneecaps, tentacles, blades and chest, whatever the fuck. This is your fault. (laughs) I will not be gaslit into thinking otherwise.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It, uh, it struggles to understand what you're saying, and then looks okay. at you. It's like you you come in here with your hand axes and your 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 pronouns. <laughs> I, I we're Staco, just Smock uh, Smock just picks
0: this uh, mindslayer up by like like you know how when a mama cat grabs the little scruff of the cat's neck and is like, it's... "We're going home." Sort of like that, and just chucks them either out a window, or if there are no windows nearby, out a wall.
1: Uh, yeah, we'll say you defenestrate them. This mind flare goes flying through the window uh, and lands right in front of the skeleton guard, who's just come back with his iced coffee. And he looks down at his, uh, employer, who's out cold, and then looks up at you and is like, I've been freed! <laughs> <laughs> I, I point I point at like all of like the
0: coworkers and bosses and say this is what happens when you don't unionize.
1: <laughs> most uh, most if not all of the mind flayers are out cold at this point. But if anyone is awake, they look at you and just kind of nod a little bit.
0: <laughs> fair
2: hours, fair wages.
1: Uh, congratulations! You've defeated the the straight pride mind flayers who were shaking up, uh, the Tabaxi bartender. Um, Ooh. who will graciously repay you with five rum and I don't know, two things of sunny tea <laughs> fucking sick hell
2: yeah
1: <laughs> you've, you've <laughs> solved my LGBT D&D3 <laughs> mission
0: applause, applause did it thank you so much for being on the show Eli is there anything you'd like to plug?
2: yeah uh so like i said before i am a professional TtRPG player and uh GM I run games that I make myself i run games that you want to run for me uh just for <clears throat> just contact me uh, either on twitter or however you can find me um, my twitter is at reliable Elliot um, I also run games on start playing games uh, you can find me at start slash reliable Elliot yeah, I think that's it. Um, I, I enjoy what I do. Invite me for your games. Invite me for your podcast, Whatever you want to do, uh, I am happy to be wherever. So,
1: heck yeah, hooray! Uh, if you want to name any of the characters that showed up in that LGBTD and D mission, uh, besides the Tabaxi bartender, they do have a name already. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at underscore glittergoblin underscore. I will happily let you name. Any of the Mind flares, the Skeleton Guard, the Flying Snakes, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you too can be named
0: after something I punched out of the sky. You can also find My Gay Agenda on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all of those. Um, if you do, why not leave us a rating? They're real fun and we like reading nice words. Yeah. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash My Gay Agenda podcast question mark or my gay agenda you can find us on twitter and instagram the handle is at gay agenda cast and you can also find us on patreon.com slash my gay agenda if you would like to exchange some coins for exclusive content Uh, much like rachel sunny d higgins quentin j alexander
1: jim nolan and tiny sneal uh, thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, put this in your gay agenda: change the world, love yourself. I, think- <sighs> I was gonna say punch a snake, but I feel like we should be nice to snakes. Be nice, be nice to, nice to snakes. snakes and also humans. Be nice to people and everyone, and I, unless they're not nice to you, in which case, tell them to fuck off. I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> This outro took some turns, and I
0: liked every one of them. <laughs> they can't all be winners, folks. <laughs> I But this one I was. But this one was. <laughs> 100%. And that's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda. We just want to exist.